Hi and welcome to the Onanification Pod, a podcast produced by Suma. My name is Niad and today on the show we have a very special episode. Other than usual, I got the opportunity to have the co-host of this podcast, Alex and Doug, as a guest to talk about podcasting. Experience and learning of the Onanification Pod, tips on how to get started and how Suma can help you to get started with your own podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Hi. Hello. Hello. Maybe we can start by introducing ourselves. So, Doug, do you want to start? Yes, I'm Doug, familiar to regular listeners to the online education pod. I'm a content creator at Zuma and um, yeah, work with this podcast a lot. Yeah, I'm Alex, also... Um work with this podcast as a co-host, as also content creator at Zuma, and create all types of content, audio and text and video. I feel bad because I said I'm a host and you said you're a co-host. Yeah. I should say I'm a co-host, really. <laughs> I don't want people to think there's like a hierarchy or anything like that. No, but most people know probably about our fight about this yeah 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 we've taken this on the pod before which was triggered by anders <laughs> mm -hmm. when i was on parental leave but we're friends again now but, uh, yeah and my name is uh, niat i'm also part of the content team and i also work a bit with the podcast mostly behind the scenes uh, helping editing and today's i have yeah the pleasure to have the host here um, on the podcast and uh, interviewing them about podcasting. So, yeah, my first question to you, Alex, is uh, we're doing this a while. So um, how did it all start and why have we decided to do um, the onlineification part? Yeah, so it started, uh, I think, in 2020 before in uh, January end of January we came up with the idea that or we were actually curious about what it would take to uh, to produce a podcast both recording editing and distributing a podcast so um, as uh, we often do when we are curious about uh, something we start to experiment it within Suma and the end goal is really to become experts at it so that we can help our customers doing what we test so um, we we started planning everything in the end of january and then the pandemic was spread out and we started to work from home so just before we recorded the first episode uh, we uh, started to work from home so uh, so from that first day, we have recorded through uh, remotely, like we do today. So um, lately, when we have come back to our office, now we are learning how to do it good in the studio that we have created at Zoom. And the purpose of the podcast itself is to talk about onlineification and um, all related to modernizing a uh, and building an online presence for a company. Yes, great. And Doug, do you have any experience or learnings that you want to share with our listeners? 
Yeah, there's some stuff we've covered on the pod before that maybe people could figure out for themselves, but stuff like, you know, um, before we started, we recorded like 10 or 15 episodes, uh, edited them all, had them all ready. Um, that's good to do rather than trying to cram in recordings every week um, and not have any buffer, you know, um, if you're planning on releasing it regularly, of course. Things like that, but... Um, one thing that I think we've learned and that we didn't think would be as difficult at the beginning is promoting the podcast because we're kind of used to promoting content like our articles and guides and the site and stuff. But I think it's not quite as easy with podcasts because, you know, people only have, I don't know about you guys, but maybe like five or six podcasts you listen to regularly. So if you have a podcast, you know, you're trying to break into that uh, little group of podcasts that they already listen to. And that's quite tricky compared to like an article that you write that you want to get found through Google. You know, people are just going to search for a term and hopefully your article will appear there. So it's different with podcasts, both because there's a lot of competition and and also I don't really think many people find new podcasts to listen to through search. It's either through like word of mouth or uh, you know social media or um maybe in like their podcast app when you see related podcasts about a specific topic so yeah that's been quite tricky and the learning which you asked me about and before i went off on a tangent that we uh found works well is to kind of bring in guests to the podcast who have kind of a network of their own um so we had an episode with uh, Linda Gordlove, who's the um, CEO of a translation agency we work with. And it was a really good episode because she had like a, you know, perspective on um, translation and stuff that we don't have internally at Zuma, but also because, you know, she shared the podcast. She, you know, let people know that she was on it and stuff. And by doing that, we kind of got into you know, I guess in that case, the LinkedIn feeds of a lot of people who um, didn't know Zuma since before and found the podcast that way and then ended up listening to the podcast. So, so yeah, that would be my main thing that I've realized that I didn't know before we started that it's, it's really hard to um, actually get people to listen and you have to kind of do it in a slightly different way to what you're used to. Yes. And you, Alex, do you have some tips for companies that uh, want to maybe start a podcast? Yeah, the tip is really to, I mean, if you're curious about starting a podcast, read a lot of, uh, there are a lot of uh, tips and guides out there on how to start a podcast. And uh, that's what we did when we started were being curious about what it would take. So we knew kind of a lot when we started because we have researched and we knew that it takes a lot of time with the editing and, uh, and recording and finding the right material and uh, equipment, finding a, a good uh, platform to record on and so on. So, yeah, if you really want to start a podcast podcast, uh, put reserve time for, for for that one main learning that i didn't think of before was that it's so easy to repurpose content so 
I think more and more companies should try to have a podcast as their uh, core uh, content generating machine, if that's the inner circle. Then based on those discussions, you can create articles for, based on the on the discussions. You can create short video clips. You can, um, yeah, you can, as we do, promote it on YouTube, for example. So it's not only the audio. And when you create content, it's often start, even if you create like an article, a written article, it's always start with a discussion with an expert or, or with colleagues about the topic. So record those topics and, and make a podcast out of it. Dike is gone. Hello. Hey, sorry. I don't know what happened. The window just crashed. And that's a tip for the listeners as well. Like now Doug disappeared and he has a bad connection. When we recorded over Zoom in the beginning, that was hard to edit. But uh, now we use Zencaster, which record these files on our local uh, devices. So when we gather all the files, we uh, will get no disturbance. Yeah, that made life a lot easier because we used to use, yeah, like you said, we used to use Zoom and sometimes someone would say something really good, but their internet would be a bit rubbish in the middle. So we just had to cut that entire sentence because we lost the bit in the middle, which is really, really painful. So um, Zencaster is definitely worth the, um, ah, I don't know, $20 a month or something that we pay for it. Um, yeah. And I think kind of quality in general as another learning. I don't know what you think, Alex, but I think like you should be able to listen to the podcast and it should be enjoyable to listen to. But I think people get hung up a lot on having like really quality, you know, and I think the audio quality should be good, but maybe you don't need to, that doesn't need to be something that stops you doing a podcast, right? If you think, oh, well, we don't have expensive microphones in a permanent studio in the office, so we can't do it, you know? No, exactly. We have a lot of guests on who just use like their webcam mic and, you know, it's, you wouldn't record like a radio show through them or something, but it, you can hear what they say and it works out all right in the end, usually. Yeah. Yes. Get started testing and then you can improve the quality over time and so on. And then you can buy all the stuff. Yeah. Yes. And besides uh, of our podcast, we are also offering um, the podcast service. So, Dark and Alex, do you want to maybe explain a bit more about <clears throat> what this uh, offering is about? Mm -hmm. Sure. Two different approaches that we decided on that are currently up on the site. And one of them is kind of aimed to uh, get people started, basically. So, you know, before you start, you uh, get like a kind of list of, uh, you know, stuff that you should get um, for recording, whether that's microphones or, or like Zencaster, for example, depending on, you know, what you need. We help out with the planning of like the topics, the guests and stuff, kind of in the same way we help customers with uh, like content on their site. You know, we do all that planning and booking and stuff. Um, do a bit of training around hosting and things. Um, and then when it comes to the actual recording, we help you know, we do the recording and the editing and, you know, all the setup for the distribution of the first 10 episodes. 
distribution on you know spotify apple podcasts and stuff and then with that the promotion and um place for the podcast to have a presence on your site as well so that's kind of basically the idea is to you get over the first hurdle of actually starting with a podcast and maybe not knowing exactly what you're doing you know we kind of help out in that beginning stage with the final goal being that after those uh, 10 episodes are released you'll know enough to carry on by yourself basically so that's one option alex i don't know if you want to take the other option yeah so the other option is uh call hand it over to uh, to suma and uh that's targeted uh, like companies who either have a podcast today but don't feel like they have the time to constantly create the content so uh, what we do then is uh, we help the companies to uh, do a monthly planning of uh, like the topics and what guests to invite and um, we can also assist in this offering like that we are the host helping ghost host i would say and, and we do the recording, editing, distribution, and also create the promotion teasers, the video on social media, and publish uh, transcriptions and uh, write the article per episode. So um, as I mentioned before, it's it takes a lot of time to around the podcast uh, production. And this offering is really to help companies focus more on the quality of the content rather than everything around it, so to say. And the, the package that Doug explained gets started with, that costs from 85,000 Swedish crowns. And you get 10 published episodes. And uh, as I mentioned before, Based on each podcast episode, you can do so much other things. So it's really a good uh, start to get a library of content, which you then can create videos from or uh, new articles. And um, it's a very efficient way of creating content, I would say. Yeah. Or maybe even if you're not planning on continuing after those 10 episodes, you know, if you just want like... There's a lot of podcasts now that do like seasons, kind of like a TV show, you know, and they just release 10 episodes at once and, you know, that's it. Maybe do another one the next year or something like that. That could be an option, you know, if you just feel that you you want to have a podcast, but you're not necessarily wanting to have a new one every single week for the rest of time, you know, um, could be a good option. And uh, since we are starting work from the office again, we have installed like a studio podcast studio on Fredsgatan 1 at our Zoom office and that's where the, the customers who use this package can access the studio and record everything from there. There we have all the equipment needed and so on. You can get good quality from the start. So what are the differences between recording in a studio versus recording remotely? There are some differences. I uh, like both formats actually. If you watch this, you can actually be part in our conversation. We speak directly to our 
screens and uh, when I follow this kind of conversation on YouTube for example it sometimes feel like I'm in the call and uh, in the studio of course uh, it's uh, it's designed for for optimized uh, audio quality and so on so that is of course a, a good quality insurance to record from there Mm-hmm. And it's also easy when everything is installed. You can just go in there, have an ID, and then press record and create your content. Yes. Say that if there are any listeners who thinking about creating a podcast and so on, you can email us or contact Zuma whether you would like to test recording one episode from the office. And uh, we can uh, find a way to help you there. Mm-hmm. That sounds great. Good. Then thank you both for today. Thank you. No worries. Thank you. Bye-bye. 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 See you later.